Hey everybody, GCR here. Just a slight warning if you're Jason Piles and you don't want to know anything about anything in the realm of spoilers. Uh, this episode has some spoilers for Rogue One. So, gird your loins and tread quietly into that dark night of spoilers. What's up, everybody? GCR here asking you to head on over to iTunes and subscribe and review our show. And then follow us on Twitter at GeekCastLive and retweet the hell out of us. I promise that if you do, I will eat this entire grapefruit. I'm not kidding. I'll eat the whole thing. Hey, guys. Rob Bass here. Just wanted to let you know that if you like our podcast and want to support us, be sure to check us out at Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekcast live hello friends today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekcast live over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player GeekCast Joe here. As some of you know, I'm a morning person. As all of you know, morning people are the worst type of people. For help dealing with people like me, I recommend a switch to Death Wish Coffee, the world's strongest coffee. When you're checking out, be sure to use the discount code GEEKCAST for 15% off your order. Who knows? Maybe you'll become a morning person too. Death Wish Coffee, now available in the App Store and on Google Play. It's a trap! That's snow, and I'm GCR. With me as always, Rob Bass. It's Nico. And Cartoon Joe. And that really was snow. We got him on for just a little bit there. What do you think that cost me to get him to come on and, and do that little bit? Literally he had, one he arm and one leg. He had to give you everything in his it is left pocket. Yep. He had to give me a left pocket Jones. Yep. A little yep. bit of pocket pool, uh, a Canadian dollar, and you uh, two menthol parliaments. And a, and a, and a fully filled out uh, Subway stamps card. <laughs> right. That expired in June of 2002. You remember those damn things? Every time you bought six inches, they give you a little stamp. Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking stamp did he card, request man. that Absolutely. it be expired already, or did it just happen to be expired? No, Snow they is stopped just, honoring him. He's just been like one of the those time warp deals where that was uh, like the like a fugue state. He, yeah, he kind of <laughs> shut down mentally in like two thousand one. Is it a fugue state? Him and Shaggy <laughs> and Ine <Ronald>. Carosi <laughs> and Bella Carosi. Yep. <laughs> 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 so, so a Bella Carosi, uh, Snow, and Shaggy go into a bar. Oh, Jesus. It was a weird Spaz- gymnast joke. Spaz-caban. Hey, guys. How are you? Skazkaban. Skazkaban. <laughs> Welcome to the season finale. Where, where they send really <laughs> shitty dubstep producers. 
<laughs> for penance. Uh, spaz command. For penance. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh. We made it a season. We made it one whole season. 49 I don't know episodes. how. I really don't know how. Thanks for True. some great guests. I've I actually – I've been wearing my plus two amulet of fortitude lately um, to stave off the willies. Which is your – it's cock ring? Yeah? It, it's, yeah, it's doing well. Your plus two cock ring. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. It's also an amulet. <laughs> well, that, that's, what, that's for the clitoral stimulation. you got to have the amulet on there. <laughs> it's a vibrate a vibrating a vibrating vibrating of cockering amulet of fortitude. <laughs> now that we've got that cleared up. Plus six so modifier. I was like, well the plus two modifier wasn't much, but his advantage well, in the sack is pretty good. Right. Well it sa- it saves you ten minutes of foreplay, so it's kind of a win. It is a well, so it's a win win, really, when yeah. it comes to clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Strong start. I didn't know I was capable of love. Um, <laughs> oh, don't bring emotion into this. It just gets awkward. <laughs> so this is this is the season finale. This is the last episode uh, before a, uh, a month-long break, and it will be released on Christmas Eve. So uh, just to get that out of the way, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry – All of the holidays. Things that people might be doing. Happy I don't know. Happy Light Diwali. To you, our Hindi listeners. There it is. I hope all of you are listening to this as you are traveling about your merry holiday season. And uh, hopefully brings you just a modicum of joy. Just a small one. I don't want you to I don't I don't want Not too us much to be fun. the reason that you are overjoyed. Right. Maybe we don't want to take away from the holiday. Thumb or um you know, well, there, there should be no be drunken the pool. The first time love. that a thumb's been dislocated over someone on this show. God no. No, that's true. Just so you know, year. that was not my fault. <laughs> no, I know. I know. So what I happens only... when you put three <laughs> bills on a hollow-boned creature? <laughs> <laughs> I only spiked the punch. I didn't force anyone to drink it. <laughs> Speaking of that, Nick, the show I've been watching a lot of lately before we get to your do review. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's my, new, uh, my new time waster. There's a show called My 600-Pound Life. I heard you freaks muttering about that last week, weren't you? Mm-hmm. You were. That's gross. Yes. It is. Yes. What exactly is this it. about? Uh, it's about all the things that Nick nightmares over. <laughs> Nick's Bane show. It is. it is. I remember one time he told Nick told me, like, hey, make that nacho dip that your wife makes. We'll watch some football. And then he walked in on me making it. He, he like, he went home. I dry, I dry heaved. He's like, he's like, what are you doing with that uh, that brick of Velveeta and that whole container of sour cream? I'm like, I'm making that nacho dip. You like? (laughs) (laughs) That was a a rough one. I'm diluting the Velveeta so that it's edible. (laughs) Right, I gotta cut the Velveeta with. I gotta cut the Velveeta with something, Nick. Might as well be chili cheese. I, I immediately started looking around your kitchen for a cat of nine tail. Just <laughs> <laughs> straight up lay waste day, in my back. Right? Just to just to thrush yourself with. Right. Ah shit. That's so funny. Uh, you know what the funny thing is what people probably at this point 
won't think is a surprise. There was a better than 62% chance that there was a cat of nine's tails in the kitchen. I just couldn't find the fucker. It was in, <laughs> underneath your other sink. <laughs> there was a real, real good chance that that was going to be a thing that was just there there in like a replica of Gimli's axe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> an 11-inch dagger that once stabbed your kitchen table. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But went through my fucking hand. Some memories on that table. Yeah. The chairs that go at that table are perfectly aligned to, like, crack your C6 lumbar region, which is not in the, not the same region at all, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was going with your story. You're in that, lumbar you're is in, in the bottom, and the Cs are up in the top, but... Uh yeah, that's a backpack. They're like chiropractic chairs. Did you keep that chair and tables for the new house? Yeah, they're they're in my basement. Good. They're they're actually they're actually Joe's. They were my gift to him as a wedding present, but then he moved to Frog's Hammer, Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Frog's Hammer. <laughs> Couldn't take him with. Not hammer, Rob. <laughs> I like Frog's Hammer better. Frogs hammer North Dakota. Yeah, they don't have opposable thumbs. Frogs, they they can't wield the hammer. Uh, Frog did. Never thought about that. Yeah, Frog, Frog the Almighty. Wielded, the mighty. He he actually wielded Mjolnir, I believe. <laughs> hmm. Am I, Rob? I'm spitting the game. I'm spitting truth there, right? Um, Wasn't he one of the uh, one of the like pet Avengers? Throg? I think so. Let me take a look. Pet Avengers. Way to commit, yeah. Rob. Uh, Lockjaw from the Guardians of the because, Galaxy. Because, where they're, they're because from the, the Pet the seems like something that <laughs> I would have gone out of my way for. I'm pretty sure that Lockjaw, one of the, in, uh, the he, Inhumans, he wielded Froggy, fro, Frogjolnir. Frogjolnir. So it wasn't Mjolnir. No. I, 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 I would like any of you to try and pronounce that. Is like, that what the fuck just happened? Why would it? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you flog a mule deer? I sounds fucking heartless. Is that not what you call it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just me. Yeah, some people, some people punch their clowns. Some people flog their mule deer. It, it, it happens. <laughs> uh, no, come on. I want to. So I want. Funny. I want you guys to fucking give that a go. It's in the. Uh, it's in the Skype it? chat. Yeah. Could, is it in oh, the Skype chat? chat? It's in the Skype chat. I think it's Frog Jolnir. It's not Majolnir. It's Mjolnir. Frog Jolnir? It's gotta be Frog Jolnir then. There is a there is a sound in the middle of there that's hard to say with your tongue. That's for damn sure. Frog I yeah Jolnir. no I am not well versed. I guess moving my tongue that away. That was a really weird sentence to say. Let's go ahead and go on to the next topic, shall we? Speaking of Mjolnir, Nick has a do review. And the Pet Avengers. Or he disappeared. No. Does does Nick not want to talk about Marvel and his long awaited, much hyped rant? All right, so I'm, I, I thumbed my mute button while I was carrying on. Sorry. I thought you were flogging <laughs> your mule deer. I, well, yeah, you didn't want to hear it, though. Oh. Yeah, if I'm correct, this show is going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge where we've got it some, is. some current events, some uh, some best of. We're going to hopscotch around just a little bit, um, maybe take you guys across a, a few brief reminisces of 2016 before we wrap it all up. 
Uh, where to first? Well, you want to go, go to we're, my problems? Yeah, we're going. We're going long-awaited uh, uh, Marvel rant. Well, it's anticlimactic now because the the hate was strong three or four weeks ago, and oh. it's 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 sort of like uh, you left it on the stove and it simmered and then it started to scald, and then mm-hmm. it got stale. Um, and then Rob wasn't here, and it's never as fun if I can't make the bear dance. <laughs> so. But that said, um, we, we can warm up to our uh, better and brighter things, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm, by uh, taking a few you know, kicks as it lays in the dirt to the Marvel Universe, if, uh, if and you want to. I do and this want to. Ha- this happened for a couple of reasons. It happened because I was a little late to the Doctor Strange review. I missed it by a week, but I did jump in there ready to have that conversation on this show with you guys a couple weeks back, and we skipped over it. And then when I was on sabbatical in Bienvenido a Miami at at, uh, the seventh ring of Trump, (laughs) on the plane, my iPad died, and so I was forced to dive into American Airlines entertainment options. And just out of sheer masochism, I decided I would watch a, a few bits of X-Men Apocalypse because it was the only kind of action-y thing, and I didn't want to watch whatever else was on there. And that's what started this all down the path is that combination of Doctor Strange and X-Men Apocalypse and me coming to the conclusion that Marvel – for all its good intentions, I think is coming apart at the seams and off the rails. And it'll still make plenty of money. That's all fine. This is this is from the side of either film critic slash comic book enthusiast slash Marvel fandom. So So wait, you know, are we can, are we lumping X Men and like MCU together? Cause they don't really have control either of each well, other. I they think should. they should be treated either, as either separate d- properties. No, either either get together or fucking suffer together. But that's not um, how the way it, they've that's kinda, that no, we are they, bound by certain to, ru- like rules no, of this world. No. That, like we're we're we live in reality. Marvel needs to start paying the price for the their shitty leasing out of their properties. They need to answer for the crimes of Tobey Maguire's Spider Man's. Um, no more passes for that shitty franchise. X-Men. It really started with X-Men because it's well, done actually, so much I mean, it it's done so much good. If you think about it. So, well, that's the thing. Is the first X-Men was a little it looks a little hokey now in hindsight, but it was really a good movie and it gets a pass on a lot of things because it was the first one to really you know, make the foray into this. And there's so much good about it from some of the actors to some of the storylines. But as with all great things, they've beat it to death. And through some highs and lows, it comes into this, you know, steaming pile of whoopsie that is X-Men Apocalypse, which I knew was going to be bad going in. But I just figured, you know what, I, I can't bitch about something if I haven't, you know, made myself endure it. And I was really surprised because the first hour of that movie is actually really good. It does uh, a nice job of, of exposition. Um, you know, it makes it seem like it might actually have 
an interesting story ripple. And then the second hour completely implodes into just the same cliched tripe that it, it seems like all these movies have have disintegrated into of late. Um, selling out just to kind of make a movie in the franchise. It's it's cheesy, horrible dialogue. Um, the same tired end of the world chaos that you get in Man of Steel and Independence Day that you're seeing in all these movies. And I'm just I'm sitting there and it's it it's it's sad, you know, like. And, and I started to pull up some of the box office grosses for the last couple of few years, and people are answering a little bit with their dollars. I mean, the numbers just aren't as good. And as a fan of a lot of these franchises, I, I just really – the franchise parts really got me. I really wish they would stop just churning out you know, moneymakers. That's a little bit of the purest in me. Um, but X-Men in particular – is just unthinkably bad. And I mean, uh, the problem that you have there, though, is you've got Fox who's trying to keep on to the rights <laughs> for the X Men property, and the only reason, the only way that they can do that is by creating more movies. That's not their like, storylines uh, don't even make sense. That's that, nope. that's fine. That's under like I I would uh, agree that they're starting to unravel at this point. But uh, Starting, I, I would I, still I say that you can't you can't lump that in with the MCU or See, Disney. I, I, they're well, you have to do it here. And here's why. They're here's why. entirely uh, different before you, before you go there, Nick. Before you go there, Nick. I'm actually going to agree with you in that. Is that at at a certain point, um, while you can't lump it into the MCU, as in the fact that it's actually not part of the MCU, the Marvel name is still attached to that property. And so eventually you have they have to start either taking their lumps for it or they need to just reacquire it. Because they run the same Marvel, you know, thumb speed comic intro to all these movies. Whether it's X-Men or Avengers or you whatever can, else. I, you you are not you are not Excuse wrong, me. Rob. It is it is absolutely wholly separate from the MCU. But I, I but here, do think it. I do think at a certain point, Marvel has to has to either um, they have to either take their lumps for the terribleness that is that franchise, or they have to get involved. I mean, I would say that they have been getting involved. They've been distancing themselves from the X Men and the Fantastic Four and all of the Fox properties for years now. They have absolutely been getting in, involved. No, here here case in point, and here's what really kind of drove it home for me. Is uh, have any of you guys seen X Men Apocalypse? By the way, no, I have not. No. Okay. Well, I'll just say that for my money, the best scene in the movie involves. Um, pardon me. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look up some facts here to make sure I don't speak out of turn. One second. I'd rather eat corn on the cob than see. Than speak out of turn. No, than see uh, X Men Apocalypse. I well, mean, that's I, the way I, I always was, I, I too. I wouldn't if, have a problem watching it at the very least, so I have an opinion on it. But And it's X-Men, so I'd like to give it a go. But It's uh, sure. not part of the MCU, so it doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Well, all right. The, in in X-Men Apocalypse, the best scene involved – it's a really good scene in, in the first half of the movie – involves um, 
Evan Peters' character, Quicksilver. And the whole time he's he's doing his deal, which is awesome, all I keep thinking of is, you just killed this fucker in the last Avengers movie. You backwards ass clowns. You're pissing in the eye of anybody who really cares about Marvel and has a discriminating eye that you just want to get that as a as a as a we're just supposed to just suspend total disbelief there. Uh, that's if that's you were actually as discriminating an eye as you claim to be. You would have known that it was two different Quicksilvers in two different film franchises. They 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 share. They're both the Peter Maximoff. But they're not they, the they're, same actor. They're not the same oh, property. Oh, so, so you mean the actor's not dead? No, like the same. They, they've <laughs> like got two different actors not even a mutant. two different. One of them, right. yeah. They're, like, bo- they're the, both as Peter Maximoff as Quicksilver. It's right, not as if it's two separate storylines uh, of that same character. Except that it is two separate storylines of that same character because it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Fox Whatever the fuck they're doing over there at Fox Universe. Then, then I still, I still lay the bloody stool at the foot of Marvel. That's just, that's just sloppy and stupid. But it's not, it's not. They Marvel. aren't the same company. They aren't the same production houses. I don't understand what the fuck you're not getting about that. Seriously, like it's not like Marvel has say over what Fox is doing. It would be like that's me Fox's producing a say. Harry Potter book and you being pissed at J.K. Rowling because I wrote a bad Harry Potter book. She would have given you the rights to do it. They sold, She sold those rights forever ago in this scenario. It's still sloppy. You're it's, a fucking it, idiot. It, no, he's not. No, it, it's two different arguments. He, you're both right. You're both right. The problem that Marvel has is that Marvel's name is attached to every shitty X-Men movie. Yeah, that we is all, true. That is a problem know, for Marvel. We, that's, that's Marvel. Marvel has to own that. And and they have they have to they have to get involved in making those movies better, or it will begin to dilute their current brand. I, the last I, four X Men movies Rob, have been I, hit or miss financially. I completely understand, Rob, that they're two completely different franchises, two completely different production houses. That that Marvel sold the rights so they can keep their comic book company solvent, and now they wish they hadn't. I, but they they have to they have to get involved. So how do you suggest or, they get involved? Both I, of you, I, I guess. I don't. I if if I was Marvel, you have uh, Disney just made eight billion dollars at the box office this mm-hmm. year. Um, and that's just at the box office. That's not in anything else. Merchandise their, or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cut Fox a check for six billion dollars, and they'll give you Marvel. They'll give you fucking X Men back. And Fox doesn't sell. Because they still have rights to X Men franchises such as the why video would, games. That's what I'm saying, the, but why? Why just buy the movie rights? I mean, Sony Fox, still has the rights to Spider Man. And what if they're Fox letting, doesn't want to play just, ball? Because otherwise, they would have done that by now. Fox, I would think. Fox. Fox they have Fox no desire to do that. That's why Marvel has been cutting them off. They've been distancing themselves for years. Who owns Fantastic Four now? So that's still Fox. Uh, that's actually, still Fox. Yeah. Because that's why they made that shitty movie. They made that shitty right. one, but well, didn't, didn't is, revert is afterwards. The fact that they, the fact that they <clears throat> sold their rights Did it for whatever reason. I, I, know, I, I can't remember. They kind of need to. They need to reap what they sow a little bit here. 
and it, it's just a little ugly. It's the thing is, though, ugly. I don't, I don't think they're gonna reap what they sow because it's, they made eight billion dollars at the box office this year, and there's no sign of that slowing down. That's that's Disney. Not not. I don't understand. I am you're, so confused. I don't understand as to what, what you're, you're trying to even fucking get at anymore. How is that? I don't. Well, D- Disney Disney owns Marvel, so D- right. Disney made the money. Marvel. Yeah, they're they're all right. Here, let me uh, let me pull but, up some. But they're going to keep owns the keep X-Men, making so a profit. Fox is on the it. one making the money on the bad X Men movies and and the bad Fantastic Four movies. And it's not leaving movies. any steaming pile of anything on Marvel's doorstep. Because they're two separate it, companies it, with two it's, separate it's, franchises. The thing is, though, is it's it's going to leave. It, you okay, know that, guys. But most people don't know that it's that. I, I, don't, I don't think most people know that Fox owns X Men. They think of that as a Marvel entity. The films. It's it's the it's the same thing. It's the um it's the, um, and just so you know, um, their uh, friend. I know you're giving them a pass, but. Now, obviously, it doesn't count DVD stuff, but box office wise, X Men Apocalypse took a loss. Okay, right. I but I, that, that money s- wasn't going into Marvel's coffers anyway, or Disney's for that matter. But it goes into their brand. Mm. But they've they've killed every part of the brand except for the franchise that Fox owns. There aren't any Wolverine toys anymore. There aren't any Wolverine comic books anymore. There aren't any X-Men anything on the shelves yeah, that you can buy. They've, they've, distanced they've themselves killed entirely. that brand in every way except for the way that Fox is slowly killing it. They don't produce any type of comic for that anymore? No, nope. the X-Men are no, dead. No, they totally got rid of the X-Men when they it, when Fox refused to give them the rights. It's it's just really? the Inhumans yeah. now, which is what Peter and, Wa- and Maximoff were in Avengers. They're inhumans. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not mutants. They have right, been doing this for a long time. So I'm really curious as to what your argument is now. The argument, Rob, it's not. It, it, yes, yes, they have been distancing themselves. Yes, they have been. Uh, so, um, so, stopping so the Marvel's Fantastic been doing Four everything comic. that he's been c- complaining and bitching about here. I'm not sure what else he's wanting them to do. Distancing, distancing yourself is not. That's not what. I, that's. That's not what I'm saying at all. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Marvel get the rights back. Absolutely. Marvel, I would love to Marvel, see Marvel take over the Marvel, X-Men franchise and Fantastic Marvel Four. needs to get those rights back, come hell or high water, no matter what the price, because it's going to start to taint the brand. I Yes, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Especially as they keep But, but know, if Fox isn't out. going to play ball, there's not a whole lot that you can do about any, that. Any... They've already done will, everything no, that they can to at, the, at this there's, point. There's no such. You ever heard this? You ever heard the saying "everything's for sale"? Yes. Right. If 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 Disney goes to Fox and says, "How would you like eight billion dollars for the rights to Fox, and you can keep video games, you can keep fucking TV shows, so, we get the movie rights, or or you can do we keep just all assume it, that they haven't done that already?" Like in the whole of this, here's the thing though, with all the, with all of the, the, hold on, hold on, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Are you, are you just assuming that they haven't? I, I'm absolutely not assuming they haven't. They've gone, they've been making these movies for this long. They've already got, they've already done a crossover with Sony at this point. You can't argue one side of the same argument without arguing the other one. Yes, I can because I'm arguing because, the side because, of the argument because that I'm the, on. The proof is that Marvel's been killing off all of the stuff, all, all of the Fox properties. 
you, you, that doesn't, there's no Here's my question. Here's my question. Here's my question. What motivation does Marvel Disney have to reacquire the properties until they start losing money because their chickens have come home to roost? Their chickens haven't come home to roost yet. So they're not, they're not, there's no incentive to do it. They're not making money on the X-Men films. They're not losing money on the X-Men films because they're not the ones producing them. That's all Fox's bad, ugly baby at this point. Yes. And, and at, a, at a certain point, having no action in this or waiting until your chickens roost, waiting until your chickens come home to roost is not the time to start figuring out how you're going to fucking get the chickens out of the roost. First of all. I mean, you don't put smoke detectors in your house as it's burning. That's fair. Okay. Denying that. So, so you have to have some sort of foresight in seeing that eventually, it, eventually, it's going to taint the fucking brand. It's the same concept of if you're a if you're a fucking if 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 you if you're dating a chick and she's really cool, but you got this friend who keeps putting heroin in his arm. Eventually, you have to ditch the fucking heroin junkie, or you're going to lose the cool girlfriend. You can't just you can't wait until suddenly you're also you can't wait until your girlfriend leaves you to then to get rid of the heroin junkie. So eventually they have to I think I think letting letting them try to wither at the vine and hurt them in other ways because they can't hurt their box office and they have no say over their production value. So let's kill off the X-Men in the comic books. Let's kill off the Fantastic Four. Let's not allow them to market um, toys during their Fantastic Four run. That's that's all pressure being put on them as leverage to try to acquire something back from Fox. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel doesn't if, – if, if Marvel wasn't afraid of them tainting the brand, they would do everything they could to let them succeed at their movies, and they're not. So they are worried about their brand being tainted because they're making shit movies, and their name is attached to the front of it, even though they have nothing to do with it. So at a certain point – this business entity that is Disney and Marvel is trying to do something to acquire them, but they're not doing enough to acquire them, which is why I'm saying they need to go to the table with fucking, uh, uh, an offer. They, they, they need to godfather them. They need to make an offer that Fox can't possibly refuse. And if that is you get to keep all of the rights, but we also get the rights, just like they did with Spider-Man. You know, we get to use Spider-Man in our properties, and but we get to oversee – you making new movies, Sony, with Spider-Man and the properties because you own them. We just get a play in that sandbox. They need to make an offer that they can't refuse or it will come crashing down on them at some point. And I, that's where I, that's what I think Nick's point is. But you're both but, right. It's just I think right. you're like you're dancing around the fucking thing. Well, I just I don't see how it's going to come crashing down. Like that's the part that I don't see. Well, financially, it's not obviously. I mean, well, there's it's it's so, too so it's then how's too it going to come crashing down. down? If you look at the plan that's laid out through like 2022, like for the foreseeable future, it's not going to come crashing down around their heads. Crashing down? No. I mean, there's they're so they could <laughs> they could just make these movies for fun. Based on the fact that they own the Lucasfilm rights now, I mean that they can that can that can fund all their projects for the next twenty years. So it's it's not a literal argument. It's I wish that that there would be some sort of penalty to pl- to pay for them for for everything Ryan said, plus just shotgunning it. And part of that came out of, of being very underwhelmed by Dr. Strange. 
and after being really excited about it. And the box office speaks there. You know, it's barely broken even, which is an anomaly for a Marvel entity. And I think that that's going to play out in Black Panther. I think it's going to play out in the next Thor. I think until um, Infinity Wars, I, I, I suspect that they're going to not hit a lot of home runs. And I think that they have they have made that hit for average roster uh, right now. And I, I just I just I'm just not happy with it from a, a geeky sort of perspective. That's not fair. even being a comic I, book I, guy. I actually just, don't have uh, a problem with that revised argument. Actually, I got a question for Rob. Mm-hmm. What's up? I just knew Rob would get shipping. pissed because his his innate inability to see beyond the scope of of Marvel pocket pool would make it a more enticing argument. Let alone uh-huh. that I think that I think DC might even overtake them cinematically in the next five years. But Rob, what do you think about them moving Inhumans off the movie slate and giving them a TV show? Uh, I, I especially I think, since I, their TV shows are subpar in comparison to the movies. I would, the fact that I would disagree TV with that statement if, you're, if making, we're including the Netflix an ABC material. TV show, or are they making it a Netflix TV show? It's an ABC it is TV, TV show. show. So, uh, which, yuck. which, which, get, which makes me, uh, I, I'm worried about yeah, it. I, I don't think that it's good for the for the Inhumans franchise, especially whenever it seemed like they were going to be putting such an emphasis on them. Now, if it well, was that, going that to that Netflix means... or something along those lines, I I would have more faith. But the their ABC game is like it, does that is mean not they're going to be putting less? They're going to be putting less uh, emphasis in the movies, obviously on the Inhumans. But then also, are they that they made a decision that like that, we don't have to explain how. People have powers in this universe. People are just going to take for granted that they do, and we don't have to ever explain that. I, they may, or they very well may just wait until after the Infinity Wars to start really de- uh, having to deal with um, the Inhumans. Because I mean, at that point in time, uh, the Inhumans are going to have been, you know, sprinkled in and around the, the MCU for quite some time. Um, it's just so goddamn saturated. I want to like it. I want to really like all the different properties. I just – I do because I dig so much of that stuff, but it's so goddamn saturated. There's so many characters. There is so many spinoffs and I don't know. I, I just – stuff starts off so good. Like Daredevil was so good and then it just subsequently gets shittier and the – Iron Man series started off so good and subsequently gets shittier. I'm afraid that Infinity Wars is going to fall flat, which would be really pissy and anticlimactic because there's so much good stuff there. And well, got, uh, a la, when, when a la it, uh, the, the X-Men side of it. You know, they started <clears throat> off so good, and now it's just sort of it, it, it's falling in on itself. Maybe the next Spider-Man reboot, but I'm not going to see it because it's just been a god dickless franchise for its entire run so i'm, I'm a little salty about it when when did iron man come out or what are they what are they what are they counting as the, the first, first official mcu it was it the hulk i believe was it, it was the hulk, hulk officially which version mm, of it though no uh, i'm pretty Ed sure that i'm pretty sure iron man is considered the first mcu film. yeah I, 2007 2008 somewhere around there okay so we've been we've been going eight years now has it been 20 movies Close to Somewhere it, I mean, at least part. two a year. 
Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe like twelve movies. Well, it's a uh, let's say two Thor's, tw- three Iron Man's, three Captain Americas, two Avengers, an Ant Man, a Doctor Strange. Yeah. And a Hulk. And we. Uh, official Hulk. Yeah. We've been we've been every everything we've seen so far has been building up to Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy also. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, and then and now add there's going to be another another Thor. Um, a Guardians of the Galaxy. No, there, there's Thor doesn't get a standalone. Sure does. Yeah, yeah, yeah Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok coming out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I you said Thor. I was thinking Hulk. You're you're right. Um, so there's going to be three more movies before Infinity Wars. Everything building up to Infinity Wars. Can you imagine if Infinity Wars doesn't blow it out of the box? How I mean, let's think of the buildup and money and time invested for something that isn't literally the tent pole of the franchise. Yeah, it's got to be. I kind of, I kind of want. Maybe that's part of it, guys. I want to see them step on their dick because I think they hit their apex with the first Avengers. And mm. I just, I don't, I don't. I'm not excited to see Guardians 2. I'm not excited for Thor Ragnarok. Um, I'm not excited for the next Amazing Spider-Man. I'll certainly go see Gar- or uh, you know Infinity Wars when it comes out, probably because I just won't be able to not. But it's poopy. I, I was I was really wishing I loved Doctor Strange more than I did, and that gave me pause. And that's what started this whole sort of spin out of control. I think it's a shame you didn't like it more than you did. It's not that I, it's not that I didn't like it. I mean, it is good. And you know, I'm a big vendor coot cumbersnatch fan, mm-hmm. but the part of the problem is that <laughs> he was on he, my TV. As you said that, by the way, that was fucking be, weird. Perfect timing. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know he was in black mass. <laughs> he becomes less himself with that fake American accent. I realize that they're trying to stay true to the story, but that sucks some of the life out of it for me. Um, I'm sure that that was, I'm sure that was very true to the comic storyline, the the movie from as I understand it, but you know, they, they obviously had to move the story along quickly, but I thought it moved too fast. I thought inception did all that shit better. I thought it was I thought it was do a little we, bit Do we wonder too why super. they didn't just make Stephen Strange British? Everything I, I don't know. know. I never thought Cumberbot, I mean, it just it just wasn't doing it for me. He's not as good of an actor with a fake accent as he is normally. And uh, and he's awesome. I you know I, I love his work. But a lot, the second half of that movie, I felt like I had seen it before, and I felt like I liked it better when it was Patrick Swayze learning how to kick the can down the subway. And... I'd sort Rob, of fucking... would, that have, would that have bothered you? Uh, if he was Patrick Swayze? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stephen Strange is British. I would have been really impressed if he was Patrick Swayze. But no. goddamn right. Um, I would have bought no, that on DVD. I don't think so. I, don't, I mean, I don't see any reason why it would have. I, I mean, yeah, me in the comic books, he's not British. But if they wanted to do a British Doctor Strange, then they would. Well, he could still be American with a British accent. I don't give a shit. Just let the guy talk. I mean, fucking. Just let, just let the fucker talk. <laughs> Connery, Connery has been Scottish 19 different nationalities over the years. Nobody seems to piss about that. <laughs> I do have a I, – I, not to drastic, drastically pivot, but on, uh, on Movie but Podcast will. Weekly this week, Jason brought up a question of ethics that I would like to 
ask you guys, and it it actually segues into this here with you guys mentioned Swayze. What do you think about bringing dead actors back to life via CGI? Um, I think you should. In Rogue One, we got to see Peter Cushing's Grand Moff Tarkin as if he didn't die in 1992. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alerts. Oh, stop. You knew he was in the There's a trailer that has him in it. Shut up, you (laughs) gingy. (laughs) I wouldn't have known it was CGI. But no, oh. seriously, ethic. I mean, do you think there's anything ethically as long as to the that? family is okay with it? Hey, and getting is, some sort of cut. Tupac was at Coachella last year. Yeah. That, so. As far as I'm concerned, as long as the family's okay with it and, and is getting some sort of I think money's for it. Yeah. yeah. Then, 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 yeah, absolutely. We've come that yeah, far no in technology. Problem. We might as well. I mean, to a limit, right? I mean, if they're doing something that's disrespectful to the actor. Yes, you know, obviously. Like that, that would be wrong. But, yeah, again, if you bring back John Belushi to, you know, take it in the butt in a prison scene, that's probably not cool. Right. Well, especially yeah. when you just have Jim Belushi there and he'd be much cheaper. Right. <laughs> He'll probably pay you for the opportunity. <laughs> By the um, way, set hard pivot to two, three weeks ago. Jim Belushi takes the place of somebody on my list of five pseudo celebrities to fight for charity. Excellent. What now? Also, with Tony that Robbins. Being, with that being said, though, with the with the news that came out today that Sylvester Stallone will direct, write, and star in Expendables Four, the last right. of the franchise. Sure. Why in the world is Swayze not in that? CGI Swayze? Uh, I was going to say because Stallone has no imagination. That. You, fair. Like, literally, no, no, like no, he, no, he no, actually fair. does not have an ad- imagination. <laughs> I, take, I take total umbrage with that because he's made three <laughs> expendables now. And those are the most goddamn imaginative things I've seen on television. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> have you ever seen the one with Chuck Norris? I haven't seen where any he, of them. Where he just inexplicably he just inexplicably shows up in scenes like, like we're we're all out of ammo. That is funny. If we could only kill that one guy that's hidden behind the dumpster, and then you hear like like guitar riff, and then you look up in the fucking hills, and like like three miles away is Chuck Norris with like a like the biggest rifle you've ever seen, and he shoots the dude, and then he does like a like a fist pump. And is he dressed Swayze, as Walker, Texas Ranger? And then or? pretty much. And then Excellent. Swayze fist pumps him back as if he could see the guy three miles away. It's fucking incredible. And uh, he doesn't have a name in the movie, but he's credited as like 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 Chuck Norris as Desert Wolf. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? But why isn't – if that's the case, then why isn't Swayze in in – the Expendables. It's a really I don't think, has has Swayze ever used a firearm in a movie? Well, no. He's used he's used his dragon fist and he's used a crossbow <laughs> and uh, the power of ghosts. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's he's used his dragon fist and a crossbow. <laughs> Hashtag next I don't know why you need anything else, to be honest with you. I don't know why I'm not making it to where that's the only thing you can put on my gravestone. (laughs) Here lies a man who spoke with his dragon fist and a crossbow. And a crossbow. Yep. When you're you Googleizing me, (laughs) if you see if 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 this was a thing we were doing, which was CGI bring back slash give Stallone a plot line, to have T Swizzle P Swizzle, excuse me. 
um, really show up in Expendables Four and and yeah and throat <laughs> I, rip a guy. I think it's that would be tremendous. Tremendous. But he, and and you don't he, he's not a main character. It just he needs to like all of a sudden he's be like like um Stallone gets to pick his champion in the in the fucking street fight. So he fucking does like a like snaps his fingers and out walks like um like late eighties tight pants. Swayze with the big hair. He doesn't wear tight pants, Brozif. Yes, he does. The tightest of pants. <laughs> tight pants. Rob, make a fist. Make it now. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. There's some there's sometimes I fish for Nick. Sometimes I don't catch him. <laughs> yeah, fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> no, there was actually it was the it was uh I thought it was a cool question that he asked, uh, Piles. And then I actually saw an article asking the same question. And yeah, uh, it just got me thinking. I I, I don't I don't know the I mean, you could even do a thing like uh, bring Whoopi Goldberg into it, and she just kind of stands there and zones out. Is she dead? No. I don't believe so. Oh, you're doing a ghost thing. Oh, yeah, I'm doing a ghost thing. Hey, Jason nice. Piles, thanks for not having me on the show in like the last nine months, you prick. <laughs> Shout out. Well, hey, what you could do, uh, coming up here at the end of the year, next week, we're actually recording – the uh, the biggest show of the year. It's our top ten of the year list show, and so you can email Jay uh, by Christmas Eve. Your top ten, uh, your top ten list will be uh, weighted and aggregated into the listener score. And uh, just by sending us your top ten, you can win anything from a fifty dollar Amazon gift card to my number one movie of twenty sixteen, which was I would love to own Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> oh, that was 2015, and it was not oh, my number one. Saying. It was my number three. Yeah, I believe my number three, maybe my number four. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you what my number one was at this point. I mean, that would, that would. Uh, oh, that would I see, I see, I see. I'm sorry. There's still the some still time shots left. in the gallery in IMDb for Roadhouse makes me makes my heart flutter. Because you're sexually attracted to Patrick Swayze. Who no, to Sam Elliott. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> fair. Jesus. If I could look like anybody when I'm that right? age, because I don't know how old he is. He should have been Doesn't dead of matter. old age like four years ago. <laughs> but his heart beats on. Stronger you should have said that quieter. Cry. 2016 could have been listening. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, leave him alone. <laughs> My fault. That's a good point. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'd talk about Rogue One, but it seems like two of us haven't seen it. Weak sauce. What? You thought, I, you thought it was weak? No, I'm weak sauce on them not seeing it. It's been out for well, a while. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It was it was shit. Oh, you are such a critic. And by shit, I mean you? fucking flawless. Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, you liked it then. It's it's fucking what's up. Yes. <laughs> God bless you. You had me really worried. Like you had your inner child locked underneath the stairs. I can I can even endure some of the cheese that is sprinkled in. I can actually I granted a full pardon. Wow. I'm <laughs> wow. I'm I'm Reagan on my last week of office. I'm just I'm fucking given presidential pardons. 
for all sorts of stuff. I thought it was really fucking kick ass. Well, good. There you go. And shot. It go. was shot the right way. It was. Uh, it was true in its homage to that time period of a fake movie, meaning a New Hope. Um, what did What did you think about stuff like uh, like uh, retconning in the exhaust port on the Death Star? Say it again. Well, you know, I'm just I'm just the the general thoughts about the movie. The you know. Um, for years, people have been saying, like, why in the world would you build this space station that can blow up planets but have a little exhaust port in a fucking trench that if you shoot a missile down, it'll blow the whole thing up? That seems like that an was oversight. fucking sweet. What do you think that about the fact that they, they, like, they retconned that answer into the story? Tremendous. <laughs> the way they even set it up was even actually plausible, which for a Lucasfilm entity post-19... Was it uh, eighty four? Is is awesome. Was it the the answer that was the original answer from the original script? Was the architect just in the bathroom with bad diarrhea when uh, they were having that meeting? Or yeah, okay. yeah, that's it, Joe. That's what they that's, I just that's exactly it. He had a case of the whoopsies and uh, <laughs> the Empire Falls. I, gotcha. I thought the, the director Gareth Edwards. Yeah, I thought he made. I think I, he made. Uh, I thought he made J.J. Abrams look weak. Yes, like the, yeah, Well, I I wouldn't go I, that far. Um, I, I I there was a lot to love um, about the last Star Wars, so I'm not going to bag on. No, no, no I, uh, I. Force Awakens was. I like the Force Awakens a lot, but this one most like this one honestly could be my favorite Star Wars movie. And then like right Empire there. Strikes Back being like a, a second now. Like I it's, really, it's really, really did enjoy there. this movie. Everything about it. I like the fact um, that it was, it's, it's like it's episode 3.9. Yes. Like, it, I, like I loved all the way I up loved Vader's. Oh, it was scene. great. Fuck me. That's the, brutal. <laughs> It was horrifying. It's, it's so, God damn, there's so much to there. You can almost, how much time would I dedicate to this? <laughs> there, there's, there's so much to like. I thought that the, again, I get that it's a fucking CGI fantasy movie, you fuckos. But the aerial combat scenes were, were, were fucking fantastic. Um, the visuals of, Planetary surfaces and impacts. Um, the peripheral action was just was was great. I really liked what they did with the storyline. I rather like no. You you guys know I'm cynical, and at no point was I sitting there really thinking, "Well, eh, that's a fucking reach." Yeah, which is good. I like. Um, I, I I'm with you. I I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was flowed together very well, and there weren't any glaring. Um, plot holes. Uh, it, it was a very well-written film, in my opinion. Like, and and it just hit a lot of just nostal- like nostalgia spots too. But it didn't feel like like the Force Awakens to a certain extent, where it was trying to hit those nostalgia spots. The the, the references yeah, were they, tastefully done. Yeah, I'll, mm. I'll I'll back you up on that. They really kind of let it be its own standalone, and the places where the plot, you know, made little brief inter interchanges a la you know, Jimmy Smith's character and the CGI flashbacks that of course the closing kind of 
segue. I I just thought that really hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, K2SO was pretty badass. Oh, he was great. And that's exactly what it's exactly what what four, five, and six missed on trying to find that you know non-human sort of pseudo comic, uh, lovable, sacrificial lamb kind of character. I thought they nailed that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was even the jokes. You know they were they were clearly kind of forcing them, but they for for a Lucasfilm Star Wars world entity. I thought they actually were really well It was well better written. than Bantha Farts. Yes. So much better. Um, I thought Diego Luna was fantastic. Yes. Just fantastic. I, um, I, they, they made me, and I understood going into it, that they, they couldn't give me enough um, character development to necessarily like – fall in love with or be saddened at their demise. I mean, they only, I mean, these are characters that are introduced in this movie and are only in this movie, you know? Right. There was no emotion. There was no real emotional connection to them, but they made me want to know so much fucking more about those characters in that small sample size that I just like, I, I want, I, I, they, there won't be any more movies of them going forward. But that's not saying they can't have movies of them going backwards. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I'd be okay with it as a standalone. I, I totally would too. I absolutely would too. But if I, I got a chance to see I think what Ryan means is Andor, just kind of like a slip. Like if they – like the Han Solo movie being something that's going to take place in the dark times. Like maybe you see Galen Merrick walk in the background in one scene and that's in an Imperial Academy. And then that's or, that's that, or, or even something, Cass, or even even Captain Andor and and his like crack squad of assassins and saboteurs, um, playing some sort of role in something. I mean, just or even just a a, um, a series of novels I would read about them because I just they they weren't enough to make me have like the the like when when they die I didn't I wasn't like spoilers like. Well, fuck, come on. Some of them die. Spoiler alert. (laughs) That's fine. Well, we, but don't you know? None of them were boffins. No. That's that's a whole other question for next episode is the the boffin name, but let's leave that for right now. That was the second Death Star. Right. It was the second Death Star. I don't even understand why that's anybody's problem. It's not. It it shouldn't be. But I've, I've also made that mistake. So. Yeah, it's an easy mistake to make if you're a casual, if a filthy a plebe, yeah. if you have a bad haircut. <laughs> hey, how many of these characters were in Star Wars Rebels? Was it just the one? Uh, Saw uh, Guerrero, yeah. Yeah, um, Guerrero wasn't in Rebels. Uh, there Guerrero was actually was the droid from Rebels was in a uh, scene that, that one of the Rebel hangers and the ship from Star Wars Rebels was also in the big. That is also true. Uh, gotcha. Is, the big uh, space is battle. Rebels still on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, OK, so these characters could feasibly show up then in uh, Rebels. Oh, oh uh, there was also I mean, you, probably, you might not get a film, but. Uh, Correct. They uh, there was a like an intercom message that went on at one of the rebel bases too that was calling for like a, a, a general Shindula or something like that. Sindula. Sindula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Hera from uh, the the ghost uh, the the ship from Rebels as well. Gotcha. 
So she's going to at least survive through Rebels and make it to that point in the war. Some well, stuff that I... Exist, so that's the thing. Some stuff to nitpick, since it wouldn't be me if I didn't. That's true. Um, <sighs> not loving Forrest Whitaker. Uh, also wishing I hadn't watched any episodes of The Night Of <laughs> prior to watching this movie. That uh, that tainted me. Um, I I thought Forrest Whitaker's role was like the character. So, the character I like. I just uh, what was with the like the oxygen mask and the like the fucking like uh, sinister Gene background hair. music. Yeah, I get that he's a little you know shell shocked, but whatever. Um, I didn't get. I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get a lot of that character at all. Uh, love. I mean, love he the was casting. kind of a, love like a rebel extremist. Yeah, he's. He's. I heard him described as like uh, the rebel Darth Vader. I don't know if I would go that far, but he's definitely I, I, like. I don't, I, I've never seen. Clone he's Wars, just a so. gorilla, you know. Yeah, like, like uh, a very, very extreme freedom fighter. Like uh, I, I like. I like the casting of Donnie Yen. Oh yeah, and um, that character is cool. Uh, I there was a little what? bit, there was a little bit, almost too much action. I think in the middle of the movie, I could have done with it being, you know, a quieter buildup. You know, to the end, there was kind of some almost sort of forced in combat scenes there that was like, okay, that's fine, but you know, not too painful. But I, I, I could have Rob done with Hero. less, and I've got, I've got pretty significant Mads Mikkelsen fatigue right now. <laughs> that happens. It's it's substantial. Wait till he's cast as Victorian Greyjoy next season. Hopefully, can't wait. Oh boy! Uh, so that uh, Ilaria Sand can stab him with a uh, some sort of eating utensil. Dolan. Maybe he'll stab his brother's eye out. Right. It he'll just fall off his boat and drown from the weight <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, that's armor. actually it. That's actually what'll happen. Uh, you're a Star Wars guy, Rob. I like to think so. A little bit. What kind of what kind of weapon did Bayes use? A fucking sweet one. Uh, it was like a it was like a backpack vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it was no. It was he's like got some modifi- kind of. He's got the modified Jesse Ventura Predator. <laughs> it was a Ghostbusters plasma pack. That's but, what it was. Uh, modified to be used with the Force. But it occasionally manifested to like a pump action sort of. Right. Deal. Sometimes it was pump action. Sometimes it was chain fed. Right. Fully auto, just Reaper. Yeah. Sometimes some he could fire of... from the hip with the same accuracy as when he uses like. Like when he takes a deep breath and says the Lord's Prayer. There, there was a few, a few questionables there, but hey, I'm okay with it. I also don't know why no one else is using that weapon. It's kind of what yeah, I'm getting where, at. Where do it I kind get of was one a of motherfucker. Right, where do I get the sweet pack? But <laughs> instead, a, Donnie Yen is going to use a, 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 stick. a boomstick. <laughs> Uh, wasn't a Jedi definitely force sensitive? I don't know if he wasn't a Jedi. Like, was and not at that autistic. point. But 
I mean, that, uh, I don't know. The way that they worded it whenever they asked if he was a Jedi, it left it just up, like, just open enough. Is is he a Jedi, like, uh, like, a, like, like a not Jedi? like Jedi Knight, like probably Padawan or something like that that had gone into hiding but well he did, he did well they were all there you know guarding guard supposedly guarding the temple so maybe there's some more backstory there mm, was one of darth vader's horcruxes in the temple that was not mm, however no, i wonder was, uh... if that wasn't i still wonder if that wasn't like the, the what they're going to use the reference point for the home world of the jedi What? I'm not sure. I don't understand what question you're asking, the, or even what the statement Jedi, is. Right. Where they where they found uh, Chira and uh, Baze. Right. It, it was just a that? former temple. Do you think that's that? Ah. I mean, I don't it, know it, 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 phrase, it was definitely the at the very the least needs. a former Jedi temple from, from yeah, long, Yavin long ago. Four was the original Jedi temple. Was on Yavin Four. That's what the Alliance inhabits. Is the, no, is the that remains was a Sith of temple. That's not a Jedi temple. Positive. Mm. Mm-hmm, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like there's not even sort of disputing this. I know that I'm right. What kind of temple was it? Ron? It was a Sith temple. It was founded Sith by Exar Kun. Well, since you pulled a name out of your ass, I'm now I'm hesitant to argue. <laughs> you know, with though, you. It, you know, though, to be to be fair, it is a Star Wars. Everybody pretend with with deadly confidence. Be Rob right now, name dropping a Sith. No one else. Go is for heard. it, Joe. <laughs> Joe, you go first. I, sorry, I'm laughing too hard. Give me a second here. Let me compose myself. It was a, name, it was a, uh, it was a Sith temple. It was found by Bandicus Mar. Boom. Uh, right after after he stole the life force of uh, Selexon Torment. <laughs> right, who was the uh, the Padawan to uh, Darth Sarth Generalis? <laughs> well, as, as I know that at Rob is Darth a Sarth for, is by far my favorite right now. <laughs> Darth Sarth, I know Rob is a real stickler for the you know approved universes. So I know well, that at some point it became a Jedi training now, temple, but, but it's 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 even in the. Can the new canon? It's still a Sith temple. Well, no, 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 because I know they incorporated some of. Actually, I don't know now what they made as the total canon. I know in some of the books, though, that's where Luke was training. I I don't disagree with that. Still a Sith temple. Well, it would not currently be a Sith temple if there's a Jedi training academy there. Fuckface, but it could have been originally a Sith temple. I can't dispute you at this moment. Okay. Luke Skywalker establishes Jedi Praxim in the temple in 11 ABY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alcohol by Yavin? Alcohol by yep. Yavin. Is, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a new pair of pants I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those fit really nice. What are those? Alcohol by Yavin. <laughs> Alcohol by Yavin. <laughs> Yavin, Yavin is my. I swear to I swear to you, now. Not later. He is, he is my go-to clothing designer. From now on, I I like my boy. He also does colognes, as they all do. Like, what are you wearing? Well, that's uh, 
uh, that's Darth Sarth by Yavin. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, Encouragement by Yavin. We're going to have to go back in and plug in and edit for, uh, you know, some spoiler alerts for this episode, because that's a bit of deep dive Star Wars talk for a relatively new film. I'll put a, I'll put a spoiler alert in there. I'll do it before the show. I'll, I'll say for those of you who are little pants wetters and can't get their ass to go see Rogue One, there's some spoilers in there for Rogue so One. Beware. That's what I'll say at the front of the show. You know what's interesting? Hmm. Well, amongst many things, is uh, the as yet untitled episode eight um, for next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gareth Edwards is one of the stars in that movie, not the director. Yes. I find that's interesting. And uh, Benicio del Toro is in that movie. Hmm. As the collector? As the, yes. Yes, as the collector, hmm. which would be fucking awesome. I thought Grievous died back in like Clone Wars. Uh, I'm glad you put <laughs> that, Rob. I did. It would be awesome if he was the collector. That would make me. That would make me, like Howard the Duck is sitting. How there many? How Christmas many? Leia. How many Star Wars character hands does he have? I don't understand your question. Like, does oh, he have Luke's hands, Anakin's hand, both Darth's of Darth hand. Sidious's hands? He has Darth Vader's hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's playing a Sith villain. Benicio is? Yeah. Well, according to these notes, I mean, it's not proven. Quick, Rob, name him. Um, Asajj Ventress. Arca Jeff. Arca Jeff. That's probably correct. <laughs> it's probably exactly I, I what his name would is. Be, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. I think you'll be correct. But you'll you'll have spelled it differently than they will. Yeah, they're gonna p mod the shit out of it. Yes, they'll have a c in there. You'll, yours had a hard k sound. Yeah. Or they'll go with like the uh, the k h a, and then throw in six vowels. Mm. And uno. Literally p modding it. Yeah. Do you know how many people are in Black Mass that are in other shows that you've seen? All of them. Jesus Christ. Black Mass, the movie? Yeah, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Hmm. Sheriff Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. The uh uh the the congressman slash governor from the first season of House of Cards who kills himself in Black Mass. Nice. Yeah. Good God. All Johnny these people Depp. for such a shitty movie? Yeah. There's a SARS guard in there? There is a SARS there's guard. A, in there. There's a six degree bacon in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam Scott. Yeah. Adam Where Scott in a, in, a, in a mustache, by the way. Good Lord. Yeah, it's very star studded. <laughs> you could yes. six degrees of Bruce Willis hard through this movie. But you know what happens? Director nobody's ever heard of. Well, that's probably why the movie was shitty. Who was the director? Scott Cooper. That's, that might be it. What else? And is it's, Scott and Cooper it's a done? Johnny Depp vehicle. So those two things meeting together equals 
Was it? Did, did it just come out that he was 2016's uh, most most overpaid overpaid actor, actor, like for like three years in a row? Yeah, uh, he hasn't had anything of of note in like 11 years. No, but he still commands like 20 mil. Oh yeah, yeah. Still a good actor, just making. He overacts and has been playing the same fucking role for since Edward Scissorhands. He doesn't overact. No, neither does De Niro. <laughs> Sorry, Pacino. With, they're interchangeable. You now they are. Eat, yeah. It's like watching the same movie with the same people. Or, or. We, sh- we should just the, have the a movie Vegas one there? where they swap lives and see if anybody notices. <laughs> It should be would be a great. What life. a fucking donkey stretch! For like death. a Freaky Friday with De Niro and Pacino. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Depp but, has turned out in just the last ten years. This is his string of fucking whoop whoops. Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, multiple Pirates of the Caribbean's. Uh, another fucking. Zorro. He was in Yoga Hosers. I have to go back and Mordecai, Transcendence. Mordecai. Mordecai, was he that Lone was Ranger. Oscar worthy. Was the he Paul in the Paul McCartney um, movie? Uh, Dark the Shadows. Li- the, the Libertine. <laughs> Jack, oh God. Jack and Jill. Was he was in Jack about? and Jill? Apparently, according to his bio, I, don't, I didn't see it. Jeez. Is that a movie about Rango? of Water? I think that was uh, a Jim Carrey no, movie. No, it's no, it, a was a, it was an Adam Sandler oh, playing the yeah. transgender episode. Good Christ. I may call this the transgender episode, just so you know. And um, Willy Wonka and then the six Pirates of the Caribbean movies. 20 mil movie. What a lineup. 20 mil. Yeesh. He's, oh, he's in that cruise bucket. Speaking of spoilers. Oh, hey. I mean, he is also Geller Grindelwald, so. Right. That Who? Geller Grindelwald. What? Yeah. And <laughs> it was revealed at the end of Fantastic Beasts 1 and will probably culminate in Fantastic Beasts 5. Speaking that, of bloated franchises. Weren't we? Oh. So there. What a great comment. Ryan, you've been geeking on anything? Wait, we have more stuff to talk about? No. No, we get, we're going to... We, we, we get it's, it's fucking... It's almost Christmas, okay? I know. By the time everybody listens in, to this. Hey, hey and, and I speaking of Christmas, uh, I'll have to tell you what I got for Christmas when we reconnoiter because it's really good stuff. Shocking. Was I'm it Malory? Oh, God. Uh, no, no. I said it's very. Is that, I said yeah, is that classified yeah. as a good thing? <laughs> right. You must have In heard Joe's book. liquid tuberculosis. If someone wants to send me some Malort, <laughs> you Just, don't actually drink Malort. I no, because I don't have any. Even if you had some. I'll send you some and I'll find it on your cupboard shelf when I come there for and, your son's high school graduation. It'll be probably half empty by then, but. Um, that's what, that's, okay, no, no, no. Let's put that in the context. This is a guy who says, 
I drink Malort. I'm just kidding. And Nick says, I'll send you a bottle and I'll find it half empty at your son's that doesn't exist. Yep. High school graduation at least 12 years after he turns five. Yes. So let's put the timetable on that. And then Joe ends that with saying, <laughs> it'll be half gone. Yep. <laughs> Meaning that in about 22 years, he's drank half a bottle of Malort. And this is mm-hmm. a guy who drinks loves malort yes now imagine if you give malort to a guy who wants nothing to do with malort. oh it would take me much longer sit there (laughs) i promise you (laughs) i'm glad you put that in the right context yes that's (laughs) it would take me far Um, far longer (laughs) real quick exercise here before we geekeried um if you have your google device open no imdb look up black bass and then in the search, see what comes up just under the Johnny Depp Black Mass. Holy shit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Why did I see that one at the box office? Has anybody else found it besides me? Black Mass of the Nazi Sex Wizard. <laughs> what? From 2015. Black Mass of the Director, Nazi Sex Wizard. Lucifer Any Valentine. Any shoes that's on Amazon Prime? Writer, Lucifer Valentine. Shut up. I, I found it by accident. I know nothing. Can I read to you the, the, uh, the little blurb? I'd be insulted Please. if you didn't. <laughs> In this demonic labyrinth, we experience the satanic ritual, which spawns endless incarnations of Angela Aberdeen, as she is doomed to live out her haunted existence of the eternal lost girl. One dark, cold Christmas night, we enter Angela's kingdom of hell and witness her tortured mutations as we descend deeper into her satanic netherworld of the black mass of the Nazi sex wizard. I, and it scores a 5-7. Genre <laughs> horrors. Well, uh, I gotta be honest. How many, how many people reviewed it? Is it just that one... I didn't even know exactly. a Tannis, a Tannis 38 reviews. What the shit? No critic reviews. Possible do review for this. 2017. There are there are user reviews. Would you like the one user review? Yes, please. Vomit, gore, and Christmas. This movie is sickening and relentless, though rather repetitive. Valentine's style seems to be improving. The soundtrack and cinematography are pretty good, and the consistency is maintained despite the bizarre subject matter. This movie also doesn't spend time on pornographic digressions that reduce the tension. That said, the rapid cuts intended to disorient soon become tiring, and some shots are too long or clear, revealing the effects of a ludicrously, ludicrously fake. Though this is probably not unintended. Of course, there isn't much here to decipher plot-wise, but this movie succeeds in doing what it's intended. Seven out of ten. Jesus. <laughs> Who is in this? What actors? There's an actor. Sister S. Gloom. Chalice. My Heather favorite. Cage. Yesenia Black. Is it of the Nazi sex wizard and Blood the Nazi sex wizard? My two favorite cast members in any movie ever Hank are in this movie. 
Hank Skinny and, and Sadie Bloodslave. Sadie Bloodslave and Hank Skinny. Mm. You're goddamn right. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, you, you know, what you, you know, like it's when the cast has no photographs. Uh. Other Ooh. films that Lucifer Valentine has directed: Slow Torture, Puke Chamber, and Black Metal Veins. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Not. I don't believe you. I found my new favorite director. Oh, I think. Hold on, hold on. He's oh, also Lucifer. known for slaughtered vomit dolls. Oh yeah. Regurgitated sacrifice. August. Maybe we, should, maybe we should move on from this. No, I'm sorry. People I, I, who no. like this also oh liked August Underground's Mortem. I don't. I don't I know am, what it means either. I am 100% booking this motherfucker for next season. Who, Lucifer? Lucifer Valentine. Fucking yeah. A. I'm going to have him bring Hank Skinny. Hank Skinny and his favorite soup recipe. <laughs> right. And Sadie Blood Glove, or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes good find nazi sex magic hey joe yes you get to be first sweet i uh have been continuing my read through of the harry potter series oh nice and uh man am i picking up stuff that i'd never picked up before so it's good i'm about more than halfway through the sixth book now and uh Man, Harry is an insufferable prick of a character. Yes. Insufferable? Yeah. Yep. Utterly. Okay. So uh, I think I was still a teenager the last time I read this, so I didn't notice it before because I was also probably an insufferable prick more than I am now. No, it's the same. He's a little, little douchey. Yeah. So, well, it's that, I think, being 16 thing. Oh. So... That yeah. ever happens to anybody. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'm really, really enjoying it. So overall, I mean, it's just uh, and then trying to keep in mind the stuff from the Harry Potter and the sacred text. So I'm uh, trying to read with a little bit more meaning in each thing. Uh, a little more mindfulness. It's it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. So cool. Nice. Yeah. Nick, how about you? What are you geeking on this week? Um, I have been on the road a bit, shockingly. So based on our uh, fun conversation last week from the um, Earwolf guys, I've been going back into some Dan Carlin's hardcore history. I'd gotten away from it for a little while. I was playing around some other podcasts, but uh, I I just I enjoy it a lot. I've had a lot of windshield time, so those are kind of longer episodic journeys. So... um. Really uh, reappreciating my man Dan Carlin and some hardcore history, and uh, definitely diving deep into the Christmas spirit, doing stuff with the kids, you know, scoping out lights and going and seeing displays and getting ready for that time. So, obviously, as this is coming to airwaves, we're going to be right on the verge of a uh, big holiday there. So, Dan Carlin and some Christmas spirit is where I'm at right now. Nice. Uh, Rob? How about yourself? What have you been geeking on? I have actually been watching Deadwood for the first time. And so oh, I've so been cool. what a great show. slamming oh, wow. through it. Um, I'm almost finished with the second season now. It's been a fucking riot. I really, really enjoy it. 
Um, Some good Doc characters there. and Jen, by far my favorite characters. Um, but uh, it was that. And then I've also recently got Necropolis, and I've been playing the ever-living shit out of that. Hey, where'd you get that? Uh, on the PlayStation Store. On the, okay, the you didn't like you didn't like go to like Best Buy or something. Nope, nope. Just uh, just picked it up right there. Uh, I think the okay. GameStop also has a copy, but yeah, you can just go to the PlayStation Store and pick it up. That's where I got mine. All right. And uh, please do, because then I will have somebody to play with, and I will probably die just a little bit less, and that would be grand. <laughs> be just swell. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what I think. Nice. Rye, what about you? Uh, before I get into what I'm geeking on, uh, have you gotten to the scene yet where Swearingen and Merrick are talking? And Swearingen tells oh, Merrick yeah. if he's ever got it a beaten. slaps him. Is yeah. that the one you're talking about? Yeah, and he tells him to, to stand it like a man and give some back. Yeah. Oh, what a powerful what a fucking, fucking line. speech. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, um, Joel and I have been uh, ardently, hardly at work. Hardly. Hard at work uh, trying to wrap up the storyboard and uh, script work for uh, The Wrench uh, number one, I guess. Um, hopefully sometime in the next couple of weeks we'll actually have – I'll have a complete 36-page um, storyboard for you guys to go over and look at and tell me what you think. Yeah. So that's uh, – Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, that's actually really fucking exciting. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of Joel's work, but his artwork is fucking awesome. It really and, is. And uh, so I'm I'm really looking forward to going to the next step, which the next step is just honestly it's him actually drawing it, taking it from storyboard form to actually having artwork. So uh, daunting, but very cool. So yes, it is indeed. Yeah, that's what I uh, I think I submitted a uh, my final eight pages to him this week and uh, only waiting on four more. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. No, I know. I know. So, um, those, the last four are being written by Joe for anybody who's wondering. So but yeah, wondering. that's what I've been geeking on this week. That, and, uh, you know, like Nick said, Christmas stuff. We've, uh, uh, with kids, it's been, we've been full swing. So I have no doubt. Looking forward to, looking forward to that. And uh, really looking forward to the gifts that I got myself, to be honest with you. Gifts you got yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the best They're gifts. The treat yourself. Treat yourself. You don't treat yourself, Nick? I do not. Hmm. You're missing out shortly. Maybe that's why you're so bitter all the time. Treat yourself more. You, know, you, should, get, you should get more pedicures. Yes, Nick. you should. Hmm? I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> <laughs> Great season, gentlemen. We survived, guys. We will see uh, everybody. We'll be back on the airwaves late January. We're going to take ourselves a break, and we'll be right back in the swing of it for season four. I can't wait. Thank you to all of you who uh, make this possible and for listening, and to all of our fantastic guests from 2016 who give substance to our otherwise flaccid programming. Um, keep the questions coming in the comments we appreciate it you know we'll get back to you uh, any ideas for 2017 topics you'd like to hear about people you'd like to have us bring in 
we're always looking to hear from guests it, so. you'd like to wrangle for us. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah, there's that too. You know a guy who knows a guy who mm-hmm. knows Richard Marx's agent. Um, you know, I would love to have Richard Marx on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he. Richard Marx saved a Korean air flight over the weekend by subduing a passenger with a rope. <laughs> yeah. So. I that don't, is one I of the best sentences uttered on this show, though. So stay for the plugs because we're not. <laughs> <You know, high. laughs> we went out on a high note. Teaser for 2017. <laughs> I imagine there'll be some plugs, though. So. If you like what we do or you want to harass us, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Geekcast Live, Geekcast Rye, Geekcast Base, Geekcast Joe, and Geekcast Nick. If you want to check out our podcast, be sure to go to gcl.ninja. Want to check our Facebook out and interact with us? Geekcast Live is what you got to search for. And be sure to check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars live if you have to. If you don't get enough of GeekCast Joe, check me out on my other show, This Freakin' Show, at thisfreakinshow.com. If you have listened to the show before, you are most likely familiar with the guys from Wayward Raven. And if you haven't listened to the show, you're going to have to just trust me on this one. These guys are the best and have some kick-ass wares over at waywardraven.com. So head over there and check them out. Use our discount code NECKBEARD and save yourself some dollar bills. Hey, knuckleheads, GCR here. Thank you for a great 49 episodes and a great season three. This episode is going to be released on Christmas Eve, and I felt there was no bit of bass more appropriate than Robert Earl Keane's Merry Christmas from the Family. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you in season four. Some ice and an extension cord, a can of beans.
Christmas from the family. 